One, two, three, four. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Laid on the Table, the Southern Board Game Podcast with the accent on Southern. As usual, I am your one of your hosts, Joe Mahaffey, and of course. I'm your other host, James Engelhart. It's good to be back, man. It is good to be back. I feel like it's been, what, gosh, two weeks? I know. I know. We've got, we're on a roll, man. Time is fun when you're having flies. Well, listen, usually this is the part of the show where, uh, before we get into it, I remind everybody that Mythicon is going to be the weekend of November 10th through the 12th at the Hilton Charlotte University Place. But instead of getting into all that this time, we are very fortunate to have Richard. Which you just did anyway, which is awesome. I know, which I just did anyway, <laughs> but I didn't give a website or anything like that. But we are very fortunate today to have two guests, uh, Richard Fortuna, also known as Tuna, and Nick Polemus, uh, who are organizers of the show. They have uh, agreed so graciously to come on today and talk to us about yeah. Mythicon. And for those of you who don't know, uh, this is the first time that this particular event has been held in Charlotte under the name Mythicon. Many of you would know it in the past as Mace, uh, which was a long time con. And we'll let the guys talk to us about that. And of course, last year at this time, they were doing Jeff con in honor of, um, Jeff, who, who was the original founder, whose last name escapes me, but I'm going to let these two gentlemen, uh, correct me. So Smith, Jeff Smith. Uh, so, uh, Richard and Nick, welcome to lay it on the table. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We are very excited about Mythicon. <laughs> yeah. We're glad to be back. Yeah. Well, we're, well, we're <laughs> glad that we're glad that you're coming back and we're glad that Charlotte's going to have this really, uh, nice event. So let's talk about Mythicon. Um, you know, for, for the uninitiated, maybe somebody who, who didn't go to Mace or Jeff Con. What could we expect at Mythicon in November? All right. Well, Richard, if I may, um, Go for it. I'll just, uh, give us our short little intro here. But uh, basically, tabletop games. We do everything that's non, non-electronic, right? So we're going to do board games, card games, miniature games, um, crafting, RPG games especially. We love our RPGs. And uh, that's what we're all about. Well, that sounds great. Is there any particular um, showcase game that's going to be featured this year, or is it just uh, what everybody's uh, bringing to the event? Well, actually, the um, the big showcase this year is going to be uh, Savage Worlds. Uh, for those who are longtime uh, uh, Mace attendees, uh, you may remember we used to have some big Savage Saturday nights. Uh, well, we've partnered with uh, with our friends over at Pinnacle again, and uh, we are going to be hosting a Savage Saturday night this time. So, uh, and there are quite a few uh, Savage Worlds games on the uh, on the docket for this time. So, we are very excited to get that ball rolling again. Oh, that sounds great! That sounds great, and. Uh... I can I can imagine uh, that of a few people that I know that might be a part of that as well. Cool. Um, so, um, in terms of getting ready for this year, um, has um, have you guys run into any pitfalls or any challenges? I don't know. Not really. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> one of the one of the things that's uh, really really nice about. Um, kind of picking up where Jeff left off uh, is that we are, we already kind of have a, um, a fairly solid uh, base of both game masters 
and uh, and players who who want to see this continue. So we've been very fortunate in in that uh, we've been able to to bring along uh, a lot of the the game masters who've uh, who've been coming to Mace for the last you know twenty five years. Uh, I've been going to Mace since uh, probably about. 18 years ago ish. Uh, so, wow, uh, oh yeah. Yo, yeah. tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> every year I keep reminded, I keep getting reminded, but, um, but yeah, so the, uh, the, the, we have a lot of GMs who are returning, uh, from previous maces. Uh, we have, uh, even some celebrity, uh, game masters, uh, DM Scotty's coming back again. Nice. Uh, and, and, uh, I think Wylock from Wylock's Armory, who's also one of our crafting, uh, you know, uh, VIPs, uh, is coming back and he, I think he's running games and, and participating in the, in the crafting as well. So, uh, we've got quite a bit of, uh, 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 quite a large following that is that's kind of coming along for the ride but at the same time uh with the end of mace uh we've we've been trying a little a little harder to let people know that the the the, that we are still around uh that uh that the convention hasn't ended even though last year uh jeff con was uh was touted as the last mace and technically that was true sure because uh, we weren't carrying the ma- the mace name forward uh but uh but we do want to want everybody to know that uh hopefully the spirit of mace is still alive uh and and well with the uh, mythicon well and you guys did get to do a bit of a shakedown cruise if i recall last spring up in Asheville. right this is technically yes. the second mythicon or the, yes still the first but yeah, it's it's our first year. Uh, yeah, it's our second second convention that we're running ourselves. Uh, so Mythicon West was up in Asheville back in March. For those who uh, who didn't catch your last episode about that, uh, but uh, we ended up with uh, oh gosh, I had the numbers right in front of me. Uh, so we had uh, about uh, three hundred and twenty nine attendees uh, for that one. Uh, and so it was a, it was a pretty good turnout and, uh, 63 of those were game masters. So we had quite a few actual attendees show up and they had had something, we had 266 games on the, on, on the schedule, uh, so far, uh, for, for Mythicon, uh, next month, we we're already up to 373 games on the schedule wow. and oh, with over a hundred GMs, uh, registered. So, wow. uh, we've got, uh, got a bit of a, it's not, if you're looking for a 10,000 person con, you can go to Gen Con. <laughs> this is our down home. This is the, this is, this is our cozy little down home convention. And uh, for those of us uh, who've been going to it for a long time, it, it just feels like coming home every fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's that's awesome. Being old friends and getting to game with your gamer friends that you sometimes only see at these cons because they come exactly. from all over. Yeah. And it's much yeah. easier to see them, I guess, at a con like this than some of the ones that do have thousands of people. So, Well, and I think, too, you know, as we've watched, and James and I talk about this a lot on this podcast, I mean, uh, James has been actively gaming, gosh, for the last 20 plus years. Uh, my wife and I really discovered gaming in its current iteration 
right around 2018. It was when our kids were really out of the house and we were empty nesters staring at each other, wondering, hmm, what do we have in common? Hey, games. And uh, then the pandemic struck. And not only did we board game our way through the pandemic, we noticed that a lot of, you know, uh, people that have found the hobby because of the pandemic have come into play. You know, whether it's and it and it crosses the spectrum, whether it's the the true board game, uh, whether it's the um tabletop role play game, or even, you know, some of the more and I know you can use minis in that, but I think I think of Warhammer as a different type of mini game um than say just like a D and D. I people will probably say bad things about me in the comments below for saying that one way or the other. But anyway, uh, just sort of seeing how that comes into play. Cause I know personally I've, I, I have not dabbled into the, to Warhammer per se, but I have dabbled into painting minis and on a larger scale. And so, I mean, there's just so much to this hobby that's therapeutic. I wonder how many of those, you know, gosh, close to 400 attendees are, are some of those repeatable folks? Or are you finding that you're getting some new, um, uh, signups, I guess, is probably the right way to say it. Hard to say. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I won't say that uh, I know everybody on the list because uh, uh, I don't. Uh, but um, but yeah, I'm, uh, we are trying to extend our uh, our promotion further afield. We've actually been for the last few weeks. Nick and I have been, and uh, uh, and our spouses have been uh, doing the tour of the state, uh, visiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, game stores and uh getting to getting to meet all of the the uh the the game purveyors and get uh, get our name out there and yeah. uh you know found some uh found some really nice game stores and spent way too much money um yeah. because i and found you know, game stores. Dan, who's in uh, who's in the raleigh area he's been hitting that area oh yeah too, that's so true we've been really trying to hit all kinds of areas to try to like broaden our reach so I was yeah. in, I was in atomic empire last week. I should have, I wish I had known I could have gone in there and dropped off materials. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do get people coming from all over. So, you know, Tennessee, Virginia, all of that. I mean, Georgia, it's not unheard of. And I'm just happy to, that they do come from, you know, those distances because they've heard good things about the con. So, yeah. So I had a couple of, of just sort of, I don't know, more nuts and bolties kind of thing. Um, sure. So between the two of you, is there a, is there a, like, what's the structure for how y'all are uh, working together for Mythicon? Is there another like little board that's putting stuff together or is it just the two of you and ideas or so what's the structure there's, you got? There's five of us okay. and uh, five of us that make up the Mythicon team. We have some wonderful volunteers who help us out as well. Sure. Uh, but ultimately we just kind of, you know, created a hive mind. Um, I, I'm, I'm, Totally oh. under the belief that some of us are Cylons. And, <laughs> um, we try to, you know, just communicate together and come up with group consensus. And sometimes, you know, we don't have the same ideas, but ultimately we do what's best for the con. And uh, and I think it's working out really well. Um, I okay. do want to add one more thing, though, because we have one other key member that I want to um, just talk about briefly. Uh, when you were asking about the challenges of starting this con, I have to say that everything that Richard said was absolutely accurate, but we had one leg up. We had one boost, and his oh, yes. name is Ron McClung. Ron McClung was the partner of Jeff Smith, and he um, assisted Jeff throughout, I don't know if it was it all 25 years, if not most of them. Ron yeah, McClung was there handling gaming, 
And uh, we couldn't have done this without him. He kind of guided us. He was, you know, kind of like our, our, our Obi-Wan. And uh, he definitely showed <laughs> us the ropes. So mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, appreciate him on this, you know, podcast. Because definitely. without him, uh, and, you know, he kind of talked to us. He had other people that he could have asked to do this con. Um, you know, he didn't want to see it go, and neither did we. Because, like a... Like I said, I feel like we've established a gaming family, and we didn't want our family to break up. Well, yeah. it's 25 years, right, uh, was the first iteration, and then there's the Jeff Con, which is kind of the handoff, end of one era, beginning of another. I like right. the phoenix there in the background. That seems yep. appropriate for what's oh, yeah, the, uh, going on. And actually, the phoenix, oh, you can't see it, uh, yeah, but it's saw. coming out of a cracked mace. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I so, didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, th- so it is Mace Reborn. That's nice. So, um, and uh, it sounds like, well, um, Richard, you've been there for a long time. Nick, you mm-hmm. came along at some point going to Mace. Has it has it grown? Has it shrunk? Has it, you know, what? I, I don't know the history of Mace at all. And I'm over here in Greenville, South Carolina. So I know Joe's over hanging out with y'all in Charlotte. But um, I'd love to know more about like, how this all happened and, and what the story is. Sure, absolutely. And and we actually have, if you go out to uh, to our website, but the, the company behind Mythicon uh, that is uh, the five people is, uh, is called Games for All Events, uh, LLC. So we are, we're, we're the company that uh, that is putting Mythicon on. Uh, but um, you can go out to our website, gamesforallevents.com, uh, uh, and there is a... Um, uh, there is a an article out there that we wrote up, uh, basically kind of giving the background of uh, of that. I'm trying to pull it up because it, originally it came from uh, Jeff and Ron ran a convention back in, gosh, way back toward the beginning. They called it. It Rock was in 1997, Ages. and it was in High Point. Okay, yeah. Yeah. it was a so, much smaller venue. And that's where it started. And then eventually, you know, they kind of came in and and they, they, you know, they came to Charlotte and then to Asheville. And to be quite honest, you know, Jeff was like really trying to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. He had a cruise. He he did yeah. the gaming cruises. Oh, wow. uh, like he, uh, they they had the the club mace uh, where oh, wow. uh, yes. where they did cruises and uh, uh but then he would uh, do a mini mace at a golden corral. Yep. Actually, <laughs> interestingly enough, that's where Nick that's and awesome. I first met was at a uh, mini mace. Yeah. Uh, uh, way back when. So um, was it at the ice then, cream machine yeah. in the back of the golden corral? Right. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So and, and the the convention actually started out. It was called Rock of Ages, R O C of Ages, uh, okay. and uh, and I think it was originally uh, hosted at a church. Uh, it was like a church venue, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the but they ultimately moved to the Radisson in High Point. That was when I joined it, because I, uh, I was living in Winston Salem at the time. And then it came down to then it came down to Charlotte later, uh, and then uh, they tried or they did Mace West, which was in Asheville. Well, actually, it was originally in Hickory, I think, but then it moved ultimately ultimately moved to Asheville, and then they tried to do Mace East. Uh, which was uh, which was at the uh, the in Wilmington at the the uh, um, uh, it was the battleship. You, oh yeah, uh, oh, battleship wow. North okay. Carolina. Yeah. Right there. Uh, right so, um, 
but um, that didn't really pan out, so they didn't well, do it again. It didn't end up being on the battleship. I believe that's what he no. wanted. Uh, right. Uh, he ended up being at a, a hotel or something nearby. But right. he really wanted the gamers to be on the battleship. But um, I don't think that actually panned out. We were at no. like, over there. Yeah, so I didn't actually make that one. <laughs> yeah. So quite the visionary. Also, I like the, uh, I mean, that's kind of amazing. He's like, I, I have the, all these different things. It uh, must have been an amazing guy. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm also loving the way that uh, you've got these two uh, mythological birds then to sort of bracket the thing, right? Because you've got, if it's Rock of Ages, R.S.C., and now the Phoenix, it's a nice, mm-hmm. nice callback. <laughs> Unintentional, but thanks. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> no, no, that's when you say, yeah, that's exactly what we were going for. Yeah, Karen Montgomery is the one who thought that up. And just, it was a brilliant idea. And she's just awesome with all of these, um, you know, with, with the visual stuff. She really just does an amazing job. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've been fortunate enough to be in a painting class with both Richard and Karen. And you're right; they're both uh, uh, not only are they, are they great teachers and very patient teachers for people who are not artistic, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're very creative. Yeah, so she's inter- a uh, she's oh, yeah. a good painter. I am a prolific painter. Uh, I, I get stuff done, you know, it's not a, nearly as good as hers. So, uh, she's yeah. much more talented than I am. That, she is much more than good. You know, she is excellent. She's she is, really, well, well she's award winning. I was going to say yeah. she's award winning. Yes, that is, yeah, that is right. very true. So it's so. awesome. So when we're talking about, uh, upcoming, November 10, 11 and 12, um, just some, just some great details. Like when does, uh, when do events start? Um, how does it like go all night? Uh, what's kind of the, the vibe? What's, what could we expect? How late does it go on the third day? I'm used to going to conferences and stuff where it like ends at noon. So what's the, yeah, what's that all look like? What are y'all hoping for? So registration will open at noon on Friday. Uh, the first game session starts at three. Uh, we, uh, we learned our lesson from Jeff gone. Uh, we opened uh, registration a little bit late and, and it ran a little long. Uh, so um, a few folks were a little late for their first session. So we're opening early this time so that, uh, so that everybody can get in there and get their, get their badges and get to their, their first sessions. Um, the, uh, on Friday night and Saturday night, it'll run till midnight. Uh, first session on Saturday is 9am and same at first Sunday is, uh, 9am. Uh, however, registration will be open before that. Uh, I think we're aiming for seven or eight. Uh, I think it's seven or eight. Do you remember, Nick? <laughs> I can't remember. Good luck, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll be up at that time, and we'll be registering whoever needs. Oh, know. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll be there by seven, probably. Our gaming sessions usually run in four blocks, you know, four-hour yeah. blocks if there are RPGs yes. and stuff. And on Sunday, I believe that we end officially at six o'clock. So we kind of yes. have to start ushering people out by six. So it will be you know, two RPG sessions or two gaming sessions on Sunday as well. Cool. Well, and I really like the location for it because, you know, n- number one, um, I don't, I don't think there's a football game that weekend for, for UNC Charlotte. Uh, oh, well, that's good. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I don't know. Y'all probably never had to worry about that until recently. Oh, no, uh, secondly, I love that the light rail pretty much will take you all the way to the hotel. Yes. So if you are yep. in Charlotte and you don't need to stay and you don't want to worry about parking, although there's pretty ample parking around that Hilton, if I recall, but still being able to take the light rail to it is an ideal uh, situation, uh, the way Charlotte yep. traffic can be sometimes. And so that's really cool. 
And um, I don't think it's a race weekend, so it's not hard to find a hotel. Is that right, James? That is correct. <laughs> no problem at all. That's good. So, yeah. So, yeah, I just I think that's a good spot uh, for all those reasons. And on the subject of the hotel, we still have rooms available in our room block. Uh, so if anybody is is still wanting to get a room, a discounted room, uh, they are available. Uh, so please go register. Awesome. So um, you talked about the fact that you're going to have board games, you're going to have RPGs. You talked about Savage World as sort of like one of the showcases. Uh, you also talked about the fact that you were going to have arts and crafts and there was going to be painting and and, and some other things. So talk about that. What if, if I was an aspiring, uh, gaming painter, whether it was minis or, um, you know, some of these people do the 3d printing with the busts, uh, sure. what, what can I, what can they expect? Uh, the crafting, this is actually, uh, my wife's brainchild. Uh, she, she's been, she's been heading this up for, for, well, actually Jeff, Jeff did this as well, but, uh, uh Karen has kind of taken it over and run with it. Uh, but uh, the highlight of uh, the crafting weekend is Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to have a, a crafting competition where uh, the contestants are given materials and a theme, and they need to build a diorama in about, I think it's four hours, um, three or four hours. Uh, so uh, it's a Fire up uh, the hot glue guns. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we will have lots of hot glue guns uh, going, uh, but um but yeah, so that's uh, trying to remember whether it's twelve or fifteen uh, slots we have open for that. Um, I can tell you in a minute. But um, and by the way, pre-registration for games and events is open right now. So if you're interested in any of the things that I'm talking about, go register. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we have actually twenty slots available, uh, and and uh, so that that's kind of the highlight. Uh, or the, the 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 main crafting event. Uh, we also have a uh, a, a new uh, class uh, for this year. Uh, a company called Terraintronics is coming, and uh, they're going to be holding a class uh, on at Friday at 7 p.m. for folks who want to learn how to wire their terrain with LEDs. Oh, I uh, saw that. That sounded pretty slick. Now, one one kicker on that, you do need to go uh, go purchase their uh, their lighting kit. Um, they they they're selling it through their Etsy store, uh, but that's uh, but outside. Of, but that is going to give you enough for tons of projects. I, I've I've looked at it and it's very interesting. Uh, but the um, uh, that one's going to be interesting. I'm I'm actually joining that one myself, uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, I have a, I am going to be teaching slap chop, which is a uh, miniature painting fast. Uh, and it, that one's happening on Saturday afternoon at, at 2 PM. Uh, sure? then, I thought that was a martial arts class. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, and then we have just open, uh, you know, come in, chat, paint, and, you know, hang out, uh, throughout the weekend. So if you want to come in, we're going to have people in there. And if you want to use our, use our materials and, uh, and we'll have plenty of paints and brushes and, and crafting materials. If you want to come in and just, you know, play around and, and, uh, learn how to, how to paint or how to use a hot wire cutter or stuff like that. We'll, we'll have folks around there to, to help you out with that all through the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And it looked like you had a couple more, um, 
sort of cerebral slash creative events as well, sort of seminar track or a couple of talks? Yes, uh, we have, um, let's see what all has made it to the calendar now. Uh, so we've got uh, how to design the perfect dungeon, uh, geopolitical world building, uh, awesome. you know, behind the curtain with Runehammer. And we've got another RPG creative workshop with Runehammer. So there's uh, uh, quite a, f- a few uh, uh, seminars kind of geared toward uh, making uh, GMs making your game better. Yeah, it sounded like that. That looked pretty fantastic. Yeah. And LARPs as well. I didn't I didn't dig too deep into the LARP thing. Are those like are is that gonna sort of like run concurrently with everything else, or how does that track work? The as of right now, I don't think we have any on <sighs> on the schedule. Uh, okay. we have the category out there. Yeah, I saw we that. Were, I was like, ooh, we were, what's that? So yeah. it, one of the things about mace and also about mythicon is that uh our schedule is pretty pretty much totally governed by uh by our volunteers so uh our gms are our volunteer gms if if anybody wants to submit games they can certainly do so uh and if you're willing to commit to 12 hours of uh, uh of of running time uh, then, then we'll let you into the con for free. Is that's basically nice. the deal? Uh, sure. So uh, we've been able to uh, uh, kind of help people, off, uh, you know, offset the cost of uh, of coming to the convention by running games for us. So, uh, but well, unfortunately, sure. that means that yeah. sometimes we don't get a little. We don't get everything. Sure. So in years past, though, we've had mm-hmm. a, a room set aside uh, that the LARPs can operate out of. Uh, so, uh, and I believe that's still the the situation now. If we have anything come up, we've got uh, we've got space to available to to, to put them in. Uh, but um, yeah, so they it does run concurrent with the rest of the the convention. Cool, and so it sounds like the the schedule then is still kind of evolving it's going to be a, a work that won't yes. be like set in stone or like at least mostly solidified maybe more like jello and less like stone um <laughs> until yeah, pretty much until, yeah right then okay cool so yeah, keep looking keep back so if you're looking for something keep looking back exactly because we're okay. going to keep game submissions up uh open all the way up to the convention so okay. there, there are going to be games uh, added to the schedule all the way all well, the way up to while you guys have been awesome. talking i just locked myself in for that led one <laughs> ah, okay awesome. there that, it is as well, well i'll see you there as well I'm as doing that one myself huh? as well as darwin's journey i have the game i've learned the game but i'd like to learn it probably the right way <laughs> yes always that. But, yeah. I, but i am going to submit two games for saturday and sunday Oh, very awesome. nice. And uh, cool. what are you thinking about submitting? So I was just telling Richard at the beginning of this, um, I'm a I'm a follower of uh, DM Dave out in Oklahoma. Uh, he's been publishing a lot of uh, new content, and one of his new pieces is called Badge Quest. And you're basically a group of uh, Girl Scouts selling cookies. Only they're, they're not called Girl Scouts; they're called Blossom Scouts. And it's kind of like Girl Scouts meets Scooby Doo. They're great fun adventures. I've run it at the Mini Mythicon. Uh, back in May that we did at Carolina Tabletop Games, not a sponsor, but they should be. Um, and uh, uh, it's, they will it's, be attending as a vendor. I though. do know that. Uh, they, yes, they are. Yes. The- no, I know. I'm just teasing. Uh, that's just sort of our catchphrase here. We we love Rob over there, and we we talk about his store a lot. Um, but all kidding aside, I, I want to do Badge Quest because it's a, it's a great uh, um, 
mechanic that he's put together that you can play under multiple systems. You can play it as a 5e, you can play it as a system that he's created as well as he's adapted it to a few others as, you know, we've all watched this year as a lot of different um, uh, tabletop role play mechanics have evolved because of, you know, of of what we will not name. And uh, so I like the fact that he's made something that's kind of versatile. Uh, he's had an active Kickstarter where he's putting together the hardback book and he's got the minis you can print with it. I won't have any of that, but I do have the original source material and it's just fun to run. Um, so I, I think I'd like to do that. And then uh, we interviewed um, Dan Halligan a few weeks ago. Dan is the game designer of Obsession, which has had the original release. I think it was 2018. Then they did an update to it that really was not so much a, an expansion as it was kind of rules clarification and additional features. And he's got a brand new Kickstarter that launches this week, I believe. Um, and I, it's a fun game. It's it's very much an Empire-style game of Victorian England. Um, and it's fun. And I think it's a great way to kind of bring somebody to the table where there's cards and there's meeples and there's, you know, objectives and stuff. And uh, I like to evangelize that game. And the only other game I really teach a, a lot of is Wingspan. And I think everybody knows that game by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what's the process for uh, submitting a game then to to run at the con? Nick, do you want to take it? Or- like, wow, well, I, I killed that. <laughs> you just got to go to tabletop.events. Uh, fill out, you know, what kind of game it is, RPG, whatever. Click a couple of uh, options there. And then we uh, approve it, and it goes on our schedule. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward, but there, you know, again, there's a lot of people who might have not used tabletop events yet. So uh, maybe that takes a little bit getting used to. But once that goes in there, we just approve it and put it on the schedule. So I'm curious because I'm looking at the site now. I've been trying to find it just because I want to. No, I'm not going to do. It. I'm not going to do that during this call. Uh, sure. But I am going to set up those two games uh, when we're done. Um, I see I'm over here at, uh, events, uh, look at book, mm-hmm. uh, attention game masters event submission is open. There's a link that takes me to guidelines, but I don't see something to submit off of. Uh, if you go to the host drop down at the top, Got there's it. an option under that for submissions. Oh, look at that. See, if I had had the knowledge, I would have known. I thought we had a link that went straight to it. Uh, uh, I will have to. Uh, I don't see to correct that on the homepage there. I Good to have these conversations. I don't see. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, somehow 111 GMs have figured it out. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good thing I'm not an IT. Yeah, I'd be really embarrassed. So. This is a learning curve for us too, you know. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, we are. We are learning a lot this year <laughs> I bet. And ta- oh, also tabletop that events is new for for us and for the the mace crowd as well because uh uh previously uh we were using a custom solution that was built by uh by ron and uh called ogre uh the the nice. uh, open gaming registration uh engine and uh, so that has been that was retired uh, with the with the handoff. The last time Ogre was used was for uh, Jeffcon last year, and after that, it's been retired. And we're using Tabletop.Events, which is kind of becoming the de facto uh, standard. It's like that one in Warhorn as far as the, the platforms for for that. But we're learning a lot about what that system can do because it is 
very robust. Uh, there's a oh. lot. There's a lot to do with it, including managing uh, uh, vendors and exhibitors and all that sort of nifty stuff. Which that's something we haven't really talked about. Uh, I was going to ask about exhibitors. Yes, yes. Uh, Nick has been uh, graciously handling uh, handling our vendors for us, uh, so uh, he can tell you a lot about about that. Oh, well, you know, basically with our vendors, we're trying to get people, again, very much on scene, very much trying to, you know, relate to what we're doing here, which is all kinds of geekery, but, you know, mostly dealing with our tabletop and our gaming community. So we have just a lot. Uh, right now, we had a, a, a huge influx of applications, which is great because, you know, people are hearing about us. Uh, but um, we have uh, pretty much 21 spots available. They are all filled. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, uh, people have been applying for a while now, and uh, there's going to be several game stores, including um, Carolina Tabletop. <laughs> and, uh, hey. and uh, yeah. And Waltz Cards, who, who's Waltz been Cards a, is be there. And, an OG, uh, 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 you know, Mace vendor. Uh, nice. He's been around with the Mace uh, with Mace for many, many years. So I'm yeah, feeling yeah. magic strongly with that, but other, other like other card games, other collectible and guys. Well, we're, I we're say not really, it's we're not really cards. He bring, he doesn't bring a lot of a lot of cards. Okay, with him. it's right. mostly board games and RPGs and minis yeah. that he'll bring. Okay, and dice, lots I, of dice. I was just going to say, well, there are a lot of collectible dragons and stuff, but again, mostly from yeah. the D and D line. Um, sure. And they're going to have uh, people there who do 3D prints um, okay. and handcrafted goods. And a hand masseuse, which is great because when we're rolling dice, you know, we all need a hand masseuse. Uh, there's going to be another uh, game store as well, uh, actually one that uh, Richard might not be aware of yet, but called Pixies Keep. They are a game store based out of uh, York in South Carolina. Oh, cool. And so now we will have uh, three game stores represented there um, amongst our oh, 20. Members. Two artists. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah, got uh, Studios and Dave. Again, they do some pretty amazing art. Yeah. Um, just just a lot of different. So we have Becca's Bits, a Black Oak Workshop, which focuses on all sorts of wonderful dice, including glow in a dark dice and oh, awesome. dice that um, that activate with black light. Uh, those are Richard's favorite. He carries a black. I, yeah, I. Yeah, like wherever he goes, he could be at like you know uh, Outback Steakhouse, and he'll just he has a black light. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I paint using black light paints uh, on my minis. So uh, you know, so I, I I usually have a black light flashlight on me That's... Uh, just to show off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, black oak. Uh, one of my favorites that they do is their gelatinous cube die which each side of the die has different bits of like adventurers and stuff on it. Oh, and, you know, that, uh, it's, that's awesome. they, he, they're very whimsical dice. Awesome. Well, I was going to say, we are not sponsored here. So feel free to uh, oh, yeah. uh, drop any store name or any vendor's name. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem. Oh, I could go on and on. Uh, Dicey Dungeon, Crafty Lichen, you know, Roya Mia, Mira, uh, Arch, yeah, Marty Crafty, Soda City Art. Yeah, just yeah, just a lot of Ray geek. Uh, it's just fire and dice uh, candle company uh, stitch in oh, a cool. story. There's a there's a lot, <laughs> and awesome. actually the list is up on our tabletop event site. So right. uh, if you're going out and checking out the the con, you can also check that out. We are also featuring all of these vendors and uh, a lot of our sponsors and and uh, we. 
it, it, through our social media and on uh, our game uh, games for all events website. Uh, if you want to find out anything about uh, the vendors we have coming up, coming up, that we have uh, we have that out there too. Um, we also, also are going to have we also have one very unique vendor, which is the one that Richard spoke about uh, briefly, who's doing a crafting demo, but Terraintronics. So he'll be selling his uh, electronic stuff at the con. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so if you're interested in taking that, taking your terrain to the next level, then he'll be there to help with that. Uh, we're also going to have quite a few uh, independent game developers uh, who are who are going to be attending the convention to demo their games. Uh, so we've got Clarion Studios, who if, if you've been around Mace for a while, you, you're you, you're familiar with them because they've been around for quite a bit. Uh, they do Hull Breach, uh, but they're uh, also going to be uh, showing another game, Clockwork Cats. Um, let's see, we've got Rocket Fire, the space exploration board game. Twice Alive Games is bringing Midnight Zombie Sabotage, Art Dealers Without Manners. Uh, you know, and uh, there's uh, Trash Dash by Car- uh, Parker Simpson. Uh, don't Die by Terrible Games, T-E-R-R-A-B-L-E, not terrible, but, and then Unyielding Universe by the board game Creative Collective. So, yeah, so we've got board game demos, you know, for from indie developers. So, yeah. We also have Double Exposure, who is supporting us and giving us various games for our Play to uh, win. Basically, giveaway for oh, the yeah. for the Envoy program, which is terrific. So it's a, basically our play to win, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, is there going to be an open lo- game? Oops, sorry. I was just about to say that we are going to have a fairly large open gaming area, uh, along with a, uh, a a lending library of games. Uh, right now, we've got a little a little over a hundred games in there. Uh, so yeah, just a just a few. Uh, so we'll have. Uh, We'll have that available for folks as well. Awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. I think it's also good, you know, when you're, you know, people go to these events, sometimes they go because they're an aficionado and sometimes they want to go because they're, they're learning, they're getting into it and yeah. being able to. And that, that's a good thing that you, I appreciate you saying that actually, because one of the things that we tell all of our GMs is, you know, we want you to be able to teach the game. So not only can you run a good game, but when people sit down to play it, most of our games, you know, there's pre-generated characters. Our GMs are going to be um, patient and actually explain things as you go. A lot of times the person sitting next to you, I found them to be pretty awesome. And they're like, hey, let me point this out to you. Uh, so you shouldn't feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to play this game because I don't know the rules. Right. Right. Most of us don't know the rules when we play all of these different games at the con. And so we are learning as well, even though we're avid gamers, but there's, we don't know every game. And so come join us, learn something new. We are too. And uh, your, your GMs will be nice and patient. You know, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that because I think with each game, our, uh, our gaming uh, intelligence quotient goes up a little bit. I've noticed that I, I'm much more comfortable taking a set of rules now and figuring out a game as opposed to relying on three minute board game or, or Rodney or any of those guys out there that are going to help watch you it played. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just all of those, another Smith, you know, um, all those, all those ways to kind of learn. And, um, and it, I'm, we're just, we talk about a lot on this podcast about how, 
you know, there are certain mechanics that we see repeated over and over again with some nuance, but mm-hmm. we also see the theme and the skinning and the sort of the, the theme of that, that kind of gives you a different experience. And that's one of the things that we love about a lot of the board games that we talk about on this particular podcast, uh, as well as the games that we play. James and I are in a D and D group together and, uh, we, we, are both, you know, have spouses that we've, you know, suckered into, I mean, gotten to play games with us and, uh, you know, Ditto. <laughs> yeah. but, but we also find that there's some nuances to that. For example, listeners of the show will know that Dale and I like to play games where you don't have to be mean to each other to win, which is yes. why wingspan's a good game for us or obsession or parks or any of those. And like, we've been playing, um, mists over Carcassonne this week because it's Halloween, of course. So, yeah. you know, you have to just, uh, find your way into that anyway i find a great way to get uh new people into gaming really is uh trying games like that are cooperative you know Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's a different kind of game that most people are not used to and the fact is that everyone's communicating to either you know all of you win or all of you lose you're trying to beat the board game and uh i don't know i just find those easier to to teach new people and to get them in the hobby except pandemic we're all over pandemic that's right. <laughs> because we lived it for three years. Yeah, so, but I think and one part of one part of the uh, the co op thing too is one, it's a very different kind of gaming, right? Dif- different yeah. style, and so they're like, uh, it's kind of a mind blown thing to start with. But then nobody has to look dumb because you all win or lose together, right? And I think people are anxious about, uh, you know, games are kind of a test of intelligence, I guess. And if I don't win, then I just. Uh, and so co-ops are nice because they let you say, no, no, this is all of us. We're working together. We can, we can figure this out. And if we don't, we just lose. There's no judgment that goes along with that. And it, it eases, I think, the exposure to then other different kinds of games. And then some people just take that as a challenge to play the game again to try to win it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it the worst is winning the co-op on the first. second edition. Still <laughs> hasn't happened. You know, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So Mythicon's coming up uh, November 10th through the 12th, University, Tilton, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, yep. Tickets are still available. You can, uh, as always, the link to uh, the website is below in the show notes. Uh, it's been there since May. So hopefully people will have no problem finding it. Um, so that's, I, go ahead. Sorry. I nearly forgot the most important thing. We're going to have yes, food trucks this year. Oh, there we go. This so, is good news. You know, that's that's huge. That is very so huge. not only are we going to have food trucks, but um, <laughs> our convention itself is putting together a booth area, which we had last year as well, called Mythic Munchies. And it's brought to you by our, our special goober-ish mascot called Drool. And so you could get snacks and stuff from us. And you could get food, uh, food obviously, from the food trucks that are going to be outside and the area itself has a lot of food choices. So you won't be, um, you know, you won't be wanting for places to go and eat. No, I mean, that's, awesome. a, that, that is a great spot up there. There are a lot of food choices, but I love the fact that you've got a bunch of different food trucks coming into play. Uh, Charlotte, if, if you don't know, Charlotte's got a very robo robust foodie culture and uh, the food trucks in town are a big part of that. Um, there, oh, yeah. there are a number of them that are featured on the food network all the time. Uh, there, I, I know of one food truck owner who actually competed on chopped, um, 
Tara Ebersold of the Blue Barn Bistro. She has a truck around town as well as a standalone at uh, Camp North End. So check that out if you're up that way. Um, you know, so there's just lots of because Johnson and Wales, I think, kicks off a lot of uh, innovative um, uh, food trucks in the area just with their graduates. And that's that's very cool. Yeah. And we also have uh, unrelated to food trucks, but we have um, Griffin Hart who is oh, yes. our, our, you know, volunteer group who it's our charity uh, guys. These guys yeah. specialize in charities and we thought, you know, we always wanted to do a charity, but these guys came up to us, talked to us, a really good group of guys. And we just let them run the show when it comes to charity work. So what they do are raffles or charity raffles. Uh, so everyone who uh, who comes to the convention is going to get a Griffin Heart ticket for for one of their uh, charity raffles, which they yeah, usually run like five or six. Yeah, they yeah that'll be free with the badge. Uh, but uh, if there so there are multiple uh, you know uh, raffles that are going on. Uh, all of them are themed. Uh, so uh, and uh, they they usually have just piles of stuff in there. I mean, just, I can't even describe it. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, so they're, they're always very popular. Uh, and, uh, so the, uh, during the course of the weekend, you can purchase tickets directly from, from the Griffin Hart team, uh, and place them in any of the raffles that you, uh, that you want to get in on. And then I think it's Saturday night, uh, they're going to be, uh, they're, they're, that's when they're going to do the, uh, uh, the raffle drawings. Uh, another thing, I keep thinking of more things that we're doing. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be a busy con. Uh, but on Saturday evening, uh, we are hosting a, uh, if you've ever been to mega moose con, uh, they do uh, a, uh, it's basically a, a, a a flash flea market. market. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh. it's a one hour flea market. So uh, we have limited spots available. Uh, you can actually pre-register if you want to sell uh, on the uh, uh, on the the t- tabletop.events site now. And I think we only have like six slots, six seven slots available. I think because uh, we're only having it in like one one room. Uh, but the uh, it's an experiment. Uh, it's an experiment where if if it if it comes out well then we may expand this next year uh so but uh we want to see how it turns out this time uh, but we've got uh uh but basically it's going to be one hour be- in the two hour block between our afternoon session and evening session uh so it won't be I- interfering with any of our major game sessions uh so as many people who can who want to attend can and uh basically it's folks can come in and sell their used games and yeah yeah uh, as and, gamers we tend to collect things and uh, some you know it's just a thing and sometimes we want to clean out the space about. to get some make room for some new things you know let me, let me uh, see if i can turn off my virtual background here uh we tend to collect things <laughs> 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 so yeah um as somebody who puts the horror in Morning. I certainly understand. Uh, I'm sitting. I'm sitting here with like 220 games on Kalaxes on the other side of this screen, and that's not even a dent in what James has at his house. Yeah, sorry. I, I might know a little bit about what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, not Everything like I feel personally attacked. It's all Warhammer yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Mostly. 
I'll, I'll have to show you my three. You guys know who we're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Know, know very well. I have uh, and I have flea market stories that uh, we'll save for a different a different. I actually I actually got a, a super deal at uh, at the flea market down at Mega Moose. Uh, the first two uh, uh, Shadows of Brimstone box games nice. for thirty bucks a pop. Nice. So, yeah, I got Twilight Imperium for twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a good. Right when the doors open, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I think somebody was moving. That's the only ex- explanation I can. Yeah, seriously. Had to get those giant boxes out of there. Or, yeah. di- or divorcing. <laughs> or about to, if yeah. they yeah. didn't get rid of all the that's, yeah. This is fair. That's, that's yeah. fair. And it, had, and it had been a well-loved game. And so there were spiral-bound, like, extra rules that you could hand out to everybody oh, nice. in cheat sheets. So laminated. Oh, my God. I was like, wow. Well, the lamination was worth the 20 bucks. So Yeah, wow. they said yeah, you totally. were good. Yeah. Oh, they did. Whoever you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there's a lot to consume uh, at Mythicon uh, coming up. There'll be a lot of new things there. I'm excited to hear about all the the add-ons. I hope that all those things from the food trucks to the flea market uh, become an ongoing thing because I think um, it would also be kind of cool at some point during the year, just spitballing with you guys um, to maybe do the, the flea market for charity bit. Uh, too, where you know it's, it's it's at a separate time and place, and it's a great way to also fund the charity as well as uh, clear out some games. Uh, that yeah. could be a, that could be a cool thing too. Um, yeah, so um, November tenth through the twelfth, uh, Mythicon. We're very excited to have the first official Charlotte-based Mythicon this year, and look forward to this going more than twenty-five years on this side as uh, Charlotte continues to be a great hub for this. So. Um, James and I have a thing on our, on our podcast where we generally talk about what is on our table. So before James and I quickly talk about that, is there anything on y'all's table, uh, Nick or uh, Tuna that you guys are playing at the moment? Nick, I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So currently I'm in a friend's, uh, Heath Millen's Fallout, Savage Worlds Fallout game, which he does an excellent job. Uh, and uh, it's just dripping with Fallout themes. So if you like the video game, uh, I, I tend to run a lot of one-shots for Savage Worlds. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I don't have any kind of like, you know, ongoing game for, for myself. But I'm like I said, I'm in Heath's. Uh, I'm just learning how to play um, Space Base. Oh, yeah. And Star Realms and uh, D and D: The Legend of Drizzt box, so that seems mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I believe that's all that I've got going on at the moment. I've always liked uh, pick up games like Splendor and things like that. I, I almost wore my Drizzt t shirt today. I, mm-hmm. cho- I chose this instead. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice, very nice. So I am also in in Heath's Fallout game uh, with Nick. Uh, so uh, that that's really the only role playing game I've got going on right now. Most of what I do nowadays is Warhammer uh, 40k 10th edition. Well, I've seen uh, so, you. I've seen you in there with the the Savage World game. Uh, I believe on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. Yep. So know where that is. Know where to find you. Mm-hmm. How's 10th edition treating you? I'm loving it. 
I, okay. I think it's it's definitely the the best edition that they've come out with. Uh, one of the things that's really nice right now is that if you already have the miniatures, all the rules are free. Uh, oh. For the first time, like in ever, uh, oh. they released uh, for tenth edition. Everything was changed so significantly that they had to release entirely new army rules for everyone. Uh, so they released uh, index uh, uh, sets uh, for each army. Uh, and those print out onto cards. Uh, now you oh, wow. can purchase the cards, uh, sure. but I have a color printer with duplexing, so I printed my cards. And uh, so, uh, but um, wow, but yeah, yeah, it's it's very easy to get into it right now. And uh, they're they're focusing on game balance uh, and mm -hmm. competitive play a little bit more with this edition. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're slacking on the narrative play, which is what I, I'm more interested in as well. But um, cool. they, they really are making the, the game very balanced and very, you know, uh, uh, less feel bad moments is what they're trying to fo focus on, which that, yes. that can happen in, in games. Uh, well, yeah. as we all are aware. <laughs> well, I'm just glad. To, I'm just glad to know that Games Workshop is allowing you to do something that the the United States Mahjong Association will not, and that is to print out the rules. You got to buy the cards. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, Lord. But but I will say this. I will say this. My 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 brother was who who lives in uh, Idaho was here back in April, and I walked him into the game store, and there was a big. Uh, they do that quarterly. Oh, yeah. The whole back room is nothing but Warhammer kind of thing. And my brother went to the Citadel back in the seventies uh, and they used to have like week long risk games going on. And he saw Warhammer and immediately thought 3d risk. And uh, mm -hmm. so now he is, uh, I, I hooked him up with a Warhammer store in Boise, which is where he lives. And 10th uh, edition was just coming out and it was just like the perfect intersection of him wanting to oh, yeah. know a little bit more about it and the rules about to change. So uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, they've they've made the game extremely newbie friendly uh, because nice. they've uh, released uh, they've released these combat patrol sets. So it's literally one box of minis, and they have an entire rule set that's made so that you can play with just that one box of minis. So um, that's that's a huge deal for 10th edition because it makes it very very accessible. Oh, 100. Yeah. So, so James, That's I see awesome. you have a game on your table right now. What do you, what, what do you got going on? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Nick was reminding me that I've got um, we have game night coming up this uh, next Saturday. So this coming Saturday, and I was looking at like old sort of um, Halloween themed games. So uh, yeah, my thumb just <laughs> appeared there. Um, so like fearsome <laughs> floors, the uh, old Freedom and Frieza, and yep, there it is, and. Um, Ghost Chase, which is a, a, well, just a ghost. You play, one person plays a ghost who runs around in a, a big uh, mansion, and then the other ghost chaser is trying to find him. So like a very, very stripped down Fury of Dracula, that kind of asymmetrical chase thing. But this past week, one of the, week, one of the ones I'm going to be uh, dropping on the table for the sort of slightly heavier gamers is Coimbra. So I've been playing through that. That's a 2018... Um, and I cannot remember, let's see who the designers were of this one. It was uh, Flaminia Brassini and Virginio Gigli, who do, have done a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, it's an Eggert Spiele game. And the fun thing about this game is that you use dice. It's, so you start with dice, um, people draft, and then you have a little um, 
little holder that's your color. So you, you grab different colored dice. You make sure that the, the same um, pip number, the same number is up each time where you move it around. Then you use it for two different things. One, it's important. The, the pip number is going to be how much you pay to buy a certain thing. And then the color is going to help you move up and then get bonuses or just get bonuses on four different tracks. Uh, so this use of dice is kind of fun. And I'm trying to find sort of interesting things for these people to do. Otherwise, you're in Portugal in the 1600s and you're a minor noble trying to influence things yeah so it's who knows but uh but the the multi-use dice uh, is pretty fun there's a interesting sort of scramble for who gets what intention between oh it's a it's a good high number but damn it i'm gonna have to pay that high number and i don't have the money so it's nice decisions there sounds cool yeah, yeah. it's super cool and the art is absolutely brilliant um, it's in a, you know, in an age where you get a whole lot of earth tones, it's more jewel. Uh, it is, uh, Chris Williams who did it. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're, we're kind of in a similar boat. I mean, it's how it's October. So we generally pull out our Halloween games. We have horrified, which we like to play, which is a great co-op. Yep. Uh, we have, um, uh, the Haunted Mansion game, the Disney Haunted Mansion game, which is a Ravensburger. Uh, yeah, one of those. It's pretty good. Um, in target as i mentioned we are playing mist over carcassonne at the moment and uh if you're familiar with carcassonne it's very much the same except you're playing as a co-op now and that's very cool so you're actually i may have to look at that there's six there's six different levels so the first level you and your part your your other players are trying to get to the 50 before there are 15 ghosts out on the field and there are ways that you can get rid of the ghosts um, some you can choose not to take points. Instead, you get rid of ghosts or you enclose all the mist and then they're gone. Uh, then with each level, they add a level of complexity where they add cemeteries, where if you want to get rid of all the ghosts around the cemeteries, once you have it surrounded, you have to take one of your meeples and basically put them in the cemetery. They're dead. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, it's like each level gets a little bit more. It's, it's very much in line. If you've seen, um, uh, Race to the Raft by um, um, oh the guy from City of Kings. Um, um, my wife's gonna kill me for not remembering his name because she loves <laughs> him. Uh, anyway, so City of Kings, Isle of Cats, people. Um, they have the Race to the Raft, and that has multiple levels, very much like an episodic uh, kind of thing. So it's kind of like that um, that approach. Uh, when we're literally just got it on the table. We've played it a couple of games, awesome. and so we're going to try to do that. And then I'm I'm bound and determined I'm to get Sleepy Hollow out. <laughs> I have yet to play it. Uh, I have it. And I'd love to try to get uh, Blood on the Clock Tower out before Halloween. So uh, those yeah. are those are two things I'm trying to get out. But right now, those are, that's kind of what's on our uh, our table right now is is the Carcassonne. Uh, but we're going to do... Two of my favorite horror games that I haven't played in a long while are... Uh, I don't know if you guys have played them, but Mansions of Madness and mm-hmm. Dead of Water. Those two yep. are two of my favorites, but I just haven't played them in so long. You guys are hey, hard anytime you want, I've got it all. <laughs> <laughs> sure? And I do have the 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 house on Haunted Hill or whatever that is. The oh betrayal, yeah betrayal, betrayal house on Haunted Hill, yeah, yeah, that's I have betrayal that's too. Yep. I, I never picked up Widow's Widow's Walk, but I, I did pick. I did. I have betrayal, and I have the uh, uh, the D and D betrayal. I have betrayal Baldur's Gate. Baldur's yep. Gate. Yep. Yep. I have the latest edition, and I was able to actually find an insert for it that I was able to 3D print. Ooh, awesome. nice. Which made it really, really great to get it on the table fast, which is yeah. uh, something I like to do. 
Well, just before we go, uh, the other thing we talk about very quickly is games that we've picked up or, um, and I actually have a long list. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail with them, but just to kind of say what they were, and then we can kind of close this out. Um, so as I mentioned, I was up in Durham last week. Uh, I was up there for a wedding and I had an opportunity to go into uh, Atomic Empire. Atomic Empire uh, is a, a really nice game store and they really like to showcase local game designers. And they're usually local game designers that we don't see down here as often. And so I picked up a game called Wolves. Uh, it was a 2022 release um, by a um, Raleigh-based designer. Um their names were um, Ashwin Kamath and Clarence Simpson, with the art being done by Paulina Linjama, uh, and basically are a pack of wolves. I, I haven't opened it yet because it's one of those that we got to go into the tree for uh, Christmas, so it may be a little bit before I actually get it on the table. But we picked that up, and then for the last few years that we've been going there, we've seen this one game called Tiger Czar. If you remember Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this game is nowhere to be found on board game geek that I can find, but I did find the Kickstarter for it. Local Raleigh designer. Um, looks like it could be a fun novelty game. Um, we just felt like we should get it to support local and that it kind of, we remembered the pandemic and watching tiger King. So we thought it might be a good conversation piece, uh, later. <clears throat> uh, and then the last thing I'll say is that, cause I don't want to get deep in the weeds here. Uh, all those Kickstarters, that have been backed up in China or backed up in the ports on the East coast or the West coast. Evidently they're breaking through because oh my God, yeah. I Ooh. got a series of six deliveries since we last met James. I'm seeing this. Oh, good Lord, man. So that's amazing. So crowns chest for those of you who know, who've been on this podcast before know that this is an Indiegogo. I backed three years ago that I believed was finally was beginning to think it was a scam. And it finally showed up. Hooray. I have the box right here. You just uh, sort of see it. It's a nice cylindrical kind of game. Nice portable chess set. Um, I like it because I can take it on my bike and go up to Freedom Park and challenge somebody to a game of chess. Um, awesome. Then just, just briefly, the other Kickstarters that came in. Uh, I had ordered the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And then right after that arrived, they created a new Kickstarter called Expansions to take that even larger. And my wife and I love that game. So I picked that up it, or it arrived, I should say. Um, Oceans legends of the deep. I, I have the ocean Kickstarter edition from the first go round. This is a, an expansion to that, that uh, adds some, you know, sea monsters and stuff to it. Uh, my copy of forever home, which is not a sequel. It's a sequel. It's not an expansion. It's a sequel to dog park, same designers. It's all about rescue dogs. Um, it arrived in the last week. And then James, I mentioned this the last time that I said it had shipped zoo tycoon, the board game. It's here. Huh? Showed up this week. Um, awesome. Validated it today that it was in there. So my kids were big fans of that video game as they were growing up. So uh, James and I, I, I defiantly said on this program over a year ago that I was not going to back it. And then I backed it in between that episode <laughs> and the next episode. And I'm weak. And then finally, <laughs> and then finally, uh, Leaf uh, from Weird City Games uh, showed up, uh, so it's a uh, you know that that does that fall aesthetic that's kind of right in line with Canopy and Wingspan and all that stuff. So again, all these have shown up. All of these are probably going to go awesome. in some sort of gift wrap and sit under the tree until December because uh, 
we just don't have time to take them off the, the shelf of shame that are shrink wrapped at the moment. So that's the shelf of shame. That's all <laughs> that is. That's what I call it. If oh, it's, it's on just the sh- a shelf. Well, <laughs> okay, shelves of shame. Are you ba- are you happy okay, now? Right. Are you happy now? Shelving S- units of shame. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> There's a U-Haul storage place yeah. down the. <laughs> It's a 25 by 25. I just showed you 372 inch racks oh, yeah. behind me. <laughs> it's all shame. All shame. Um, so, um, anyway, yeah. so th- that's kind of what's arrived here. I don't know if anybody else has got anything else to say. I I, I mean, as far as new acquisitions, uh, like I was saying before, Nick and I have been traveling the state visiting game stores. And uh, awesome. inevitably, you can't go visit a game store without browsing the uh, uh, the wares and inevitably kind of finding something that you want. Uh, but uh, there was one particular game store out in Salisbury um, and um, the Comic Mon store. And uh, they have, uh, nice. if you ever go out to see them, they have a dual storefront. So one store, one side is the actual resale shop. The other side is where people can go to play, but they have decked that thing out like crazy. I mean, it's, it's like made up as a dungeon uh, with tables in there and there's a, there's a wooden bar and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's really, really impressive. Uh, But um, if you go all the way back to the back of Monster, the retail side, they have a a table of board games and everything that are 50% off. And um, I hurt myself there. Uh, (laughs) I, I was texting Karen, please, you've got to talk me down. And instead she bought, you know, more stuff, you know, and um, so we ended up walking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That's why I married her. Uh, But (laughs) in one of of many reasons. Uh, But uh, uh, the um, uh, we ended up walking out of there with like seven games and and, and stuff. But one of one of the ones we found was this one. uh, This one wasn't on the discount rack, but it's called Fit to Print. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been hearing about that. Yeah. And it. Yeah. Not the discount rack at all. That is. No. no, Come off the shelf right now. yeah. 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 But uh, it's uh, an a it's from AEG, and it's uh, the idea is that you're laying out a uh, a flat sheet like a, a newspaper uh, front page, and uh, so they have little pieces that you can and it's can and it's a real time game too, right? You've got like a five minute timer to do it. I haven't actually looked uh, at okay. the rules yet. It is still in shrink, but it looks like it's going to be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that one's kind of cool, and then that's exciting. Uh, I'm up, jealous. And yeah, for, yeah and picked for, up uh, Game of Thrones, the board game, for 20 bucks. So it's nice. like, hey, <laughs> the new edition, the newer edition. Too. Wow. Ah. And for and for our younger listeners, I will put a link into what a newspaper is. Ah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And that's the one with, like, um, anthropomorphized animals, right? So yes. you're, like, little bitty yes. forest creatures putting together. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Like, the, the cover has a, a fox with a press hat. And a, nice. and a camera has just great. Yep. Love it. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much uh, for being on the program today. Uh, Richard Fortuna and Nick Polinas of Mythicon that is going to be at the University of Hilton in Charlotte, North Carolina, the weekend of November 10th through the 12th. Uh, as usual, you can follow us at uh, layitonthetable.show where you can find us on your favorite podcast device. Uh, if you're so inclined, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a ranking or a review or a snarky comment because of something that I said that offended you probably about Warhammer. 
Um, <laughs> then, of course, you can find us on our guild at Board Game Geek, which also has links to our podcast, if that's where you pick up your gaming podcasts. And then finally, you can find the video version of this on Geek and Southern on the YouTube, uh, where you'll also see some examples of us trying to play D&D, uh, where it's a bunch of folks chasing Strahd in Appalachia. So, uh, as per usual, I am Joe Mahaffey. I am not bored. I am board gaming. I'm James Engelhart, hoping that all your tiebreakers break your way. We'll see you next time, folks. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four.